Hey there, welcome to Anatomy Bites, the show where we talk about anatomy in bite-sized chunks. Who would have guessed? I'm your host, Nick. I'm a first-year Doctor of Physical Therapy student, as well as a longtime fitness professional, and I have a huge passion for talking about health and wellness. Occasionally, we'll talk about the PT school experience and some other topics related to health as well. So thanks for joining us. Let's jump on in and get on with the show. Gluteus medius, origin. The external surface of the ilium defined by three borders. They are the posterior gluteal line, the iliac crest, and the anterior gluteal line. Also, the gluteal aponeurosis. The insertion is the oblique surface of the lateral surface of the greater trochanter of the femur. Innervation, superior gluteal nerve, roots L4, L5, and S1. Actions. One, this is the primary muscle in hip abduction. Two, internal rotation and possibly flexion of the hip from the anterior fibers only. And three, external rotation and possible extension of the hip from the posterior fibers only. And now for the rest of the show. Ho oh, decided to get right in there today with those O's, I's, and A's for glute med. Um, but pretty cool muscle actually, lots going on with glute med. Um, really functional in our gait, our walking pattern. So um, if this muscle is not recruited properly, if it's underdeveloped, um, you could probably have a pathological gait from that. I mean, not probably, you would. Um, basically what it does when we're walking is it prevents the opposite side of the pelvis, the opposite hip from dipping down or dropping when the active leg is in the swing phase. And you may not know what the swing phase is and all of that, and that's fine, but just know that it's really important in having a healthy walking pattern. And if you're not in the PT world, if you don't know that your walking pattern actually matters and it's very functional movement, it's probably the most common movement that us human beings do. Um, uh, yeah, you wanna make sure that you've got a good gait cycle going on. And if you think there's anything going on with your gait, Check it out with a PT and they can really, really help you in correcting that, whether it's from muscle imbalance or whatnot. Um, so yeah, glute med, very active in our gait. And uh, one way that I like to kind of check in on my glute med is um, in a sideline position. So this is something you can do at home or in the gym where basically if you've ever seen those videos from like the 90s, maybe not, um, but me and my sister 
this is a great story. Me and my sister in high school, <laughs> I don't know why or how we got our hands on this, but we got our hands on the Buns of Steel video. I don't know if it was a Christmas present or something for somebody, but during Christmas break, I remember the two of us laying down on the floor, our old carpet, um, watching this hilarious video, this guy in a, in a mustache with a leotard and tights on, um, and like, I don't know, three ladies in the background as his like exercise models, <laughs> basically laying on their sides and like doing a whole bunch of hip abduction exercises where you're lying on your side, supporting yourself with your forearm on the bottom side and then lifting your top leg and just like doing that like a hundred times and, and he would say things like squeeze the cheeseburgers out of your thighs ladies and stupid stuff like that and I totally don't agree with the message anyways but we used to just laugh at how ridiculous this movie was no offense if anyone listening was in the production of Buns of Steel but I'm glad that um Things have moved forward in the exercise world just a little bit, but uh, we used to laugh about that all the time. But basically, um, to find your glute med, what you can do is get into that side lying position. And with, you know, if your body, if you're lying on your side, your body's facing forward, your toes are also facing forward. This is very important. You want your toes facing in the same direction as the rest of your body. And then you lift your leg up to the side toward the ceiling. You want to make sure that your foot isn't coming forward of your body. If anything, it's coming a little bit back because if it's coming forward, you're going into a bit of hip flexion and that's going to kick on another muscle, um, tensor fascia lata. So we don't want to necessarily go forward with the foot. You can bring it a little back. In fact, just slightly back behind the body and then you will feel your glute med kick on. It's going to be... I want to say it's like the sensation of the outside back part of your hip, but that's a, a large space if you know anatomy. So look at the O's, I's, and A's from the beginning of the podcast. Look at some anatomy textbooks, kind of try to find it on yourself. And I'm going to tell you it's going to be underneath your glute max. Your glute max is a huge muscle that lies on top of your glute med, but there is a tiny little piece on the very outside of your hip where your glute max doesn't cover it. And that's the best place to find it. So as you come into that hip abduction, lying on your side, making sure that your body isn't rolling forward or back, kick the foot back just a teeny tiny bit with your hand kind of right outside of your pelvis, and you should feel it sort of pop into your thumb. And if you do some of those up and down movements, some of those abduction and hip adduction movements, back and forth, back and forth, as the hip uh, buns of steel video has <laughs> indicated, um, do that about a hundred times. You'll definitely feel your glute med. Um, so those are some of the kind of exercises you could do for it. You could do some clamshells. There's tons. If you look online, just type in hip abduction gluteus medius exercises. There's tons of ideas out there for you. Um, one way that I like to bring this into my instruction when I'm teaching yoga is say we're doing Ardha Chandrasana, half moon pose. And 
I mean, you're basically in hip abduction on the top leg a little bit, not, not a ton, but you're lifting it up a bit. And I instruct my students in Ardha Chandrasana to, again, pull that top leg slightly back because we sometimes tend to kick it forward, but you pull it back in that half moon pose, you're going to feel it turn on. Or you could do it in like a, a side plank. You're in a side plank, lift the top leg, and again, pull that foot just, just slightly back a little bit. You'll feel it. Um, so there is your gluteus medius for you. And if you listen to my last talk on dissection, yeah, sorry, I'm bringing this up again, but I'm not gonna get into nitty gritty. I'm just gonna say that one of those origins, that gluteal aponeurosis, an aponeurosis is like a fibrous layer of fascia. It's connective tissue. And so what actually is happening is this layer, this aponeurosis, is lying in between glute max and glute med. So we have glute max on top, we have this aponeurosis, this layer, thick layer of fascia in between, and then we have glute med. So actually, glute max isn't directly on top of glute med, there is that layer of connective tissue in between, and I will tell you, as we were trying to reflect or pull back glute max um, from the pelvis, I know a little gross, um, it was very, and I mean very tightly adhered to the saponeurosis. You guys, connective tissue is no joke. It is really strong in some places. And so we wanna think about this in terms of the rest of our body, that everything is connected. This fascia, it really holds on to some, some muscles, some um, joints, and so it really has the potential, I believe, to you know, reverberate vibration and forces through the rest of our body. And this is a whole other talk that one could get into. And if you just Google like, you know, movement community information on fascia, there's tons and tons of opinions about this. But um, yeah, everything is really connected, you guys. So um, that aponeurosis, also really tightly adhered to glute med. And so, you know, nothing is really freestanding in our body, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So anyway, I hope you're having a great January. Can't believe it's almost the end of January. I uh, just got back to school this week. We just started taking some interesting classes so far, um, taking gait. So you're gonna work again, learn more in tons and tons of detail about the gait cycle or walking. Um, acute care, what else? Neuromuscular evaluation, um, musculoskeletal evaluation, so learning, actually like starting to learn how to evaluate a patient or examine a patient rather. Um, what else? Exercise science, a couple of things I might be leaving out, pathology. So really looking forward to getting more in detail in application of patients this semester and um, getting a little bit less, you know, into the dry stuff. So we're actually taking the stuff that we've built upon with anatomy, neuro, all that stuff and going forward with it. So I'm really excited about this semester. It's going to start to get really interesting from here on out. Um, and so this podcast is going to serve as a great review for me now that anatomy is behind me to 
come back, review the O's, I's, and A's, because you know what? It doesn't matter how many times you've learned it, you need to keep going back to it because this is really the foundation of this career. So if you're going into PT, you're like, God, anatomy is so boring. I can't handle it. <laughs> Just know that there is a reason for the madness. This is going to help you later on become a better clinician. So the more you learn it, the more it becomes second nature to you, the back of your hand, it's not just to make you learn something. It's to make you understand the body better for classes like mine later on. So you got your glute mead. I'm going to take this info into my gate class. You can take it into whatever you want, but um, have a great rest of your week, you guys. I'll catch up with you soon. And if you want to connect, I'm on Instagram at Nikki-Ray, N-I-K-K-I-D-A-S-H-R-A-E. Thank you and good luck.